Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the tree is, is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you here? You we always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns, your post-game show. We're coming off for the first time in two weeks. We're coming off a victory to join this show I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary Chiefs tight end Jason Dunn and my brother Taja Dash. Guys, 27-17 win. Uh, pretty clean game as far as penalties. You know, that's been the kind of the hot topic the last few weeks, penalties. And we only had two in this game. So, hey, progression right there. We're moving in a forward area. I will say, we'll get into it, but the, the one uh, um, penalty they called on us was kind of a BS call. JDU kind of called it out on Twitter as well. Um, but what did you guys think of this one? 27-17 over New England, pretty much a shutout in the second half of the game outside of the uh, the interception that led to the touchdown. But uh, what would you guys think? Were your uh, takeaways for this one? Uh, You know, the takeaways from this game was uh, we still are making mistakes that we don't need to be making, uh, still turnovers that we don't need to be making. Um, on offense, uh, defensively, we played a, 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 a hell of a game, tremendous game, and we – Dominate them, like I said, we should have dominated them. Uh, probably should have blown this team out by at least. You should have about forty-five points easy on this on this team. Uh, you know, eliminate the penalties, eliminate the uh, the turnovers, and that's what you would have seen. And so, uh, it's, it's kind of in this victory, um, you still see some of the things that are glaring to us while we like that are disappointing put it this way i'll just be honest you know some of the things that you've seen is like what is going on what are we doing uh and so other than that it was a good win we knew he's gonna beat this team we knew that uh clyde was hilarious ch hell of a game by him love to see us love to see this and that exactly uh what i wanted to see from him today he did it and even more so he looked good he looked really good so hats off on him on the offensive side of the ball uh, i think he was really our like our to me our one lone bright spot was CEH, okay? And so um, that was good. It was good from him. Yeah, and the fact that we talked about this week, how like it seemed like they were starting to utilize him in that Brian Westbrook type way last week. And a little bit, I mean, they didn't give him that many touches today, but, hey, we were actually utilizing him out of the backfield. 
had that amazing catch in the end zone. I mean, that's yeah. uh, hey, that's why that's why he was supposed to be a, a highly touted guy coming out of college because you could catch out of the backfield. And year four, we're finally using it, baby. <laughs> yeah. um, Tasia, what did you? Uh, what, what were your uh, initial uh, takeaways from from this one? Um, I'm actually going to go a little other way on this one, JD. I, I I think the lack of Pacheco is hurting us really badly. Um, amazing catch by Ceh, amazing catch. But if you take away that 20 yard run, he's running. He's run for 23 for 37 in the last two weeks. Um, he doesn't consistently get four to five yard chunks. He can break away a little bit, but we had so many. So we had out of our 19 first downs today, we had 15 passing for them. We only had two runs for first downs today. Um, those numbers exponentially go up when Pacheco's on the field. And a lot of those, the reason why is because we had so many third and longs, third and 10, third and 10, third and nine, third and nine, because we just weren't getting like four and five yards a chunk. Uh, the last quarter, CH actually looked better. He had a few like four and five yard runs that kind of like helped us get the third and manageable, which we got, we needed. But in the first half, we were, we, I mean, Luckily, we were picking up those third and longs. Otherwise, we would have been in trouble in, in that first half. Um, I just missed those. I never thought I'd say I miss Pacheco's, you know, la not lack of big play, but I just love that he always gets like four yards every time. It's not one of those two yards for most of the game and like a 40-yard rip that makes his yards per carry look so much better than they really are. But they're really not if you look, if you look at it all. Well, I don't think he was running the football with him, though. That's another thing. You know, like Pacheco, I think we kind of – we leaned on him to run the football even more. You know, and I've seen this come yeah. out. We, we was we, – we started – like at, at one before when uh, Kadarius Tony uh, drops and fumbles and they, they take it, we come out and empty. Yeah. We come out and empty. Like run the football right then. And so I don't think that – and I think because of the personnel, right, when, when you say, well, we don't have Pacheco – Ceh, if he doesn't get the the eight or ten yards, then we're gonna go straight to our passing game, and that's exactly what they did. So they didn't like they didn't run him like twice consecutively, where they would do that with Pacheco. So I think it's just to them personnel wise, I, I think they just kind of made a decision not to run him. Uh, but I, I think he, he's an effective runner, and if you're not gonna use him, use McKinnon, right? And yeah. So it, it, look, you got guys on it. Shoot, we got Daenerys Prince. Didn't he dress out? Did he? Did, was he on? Was he on the sideline? I believe so. Yeah. So, you know, let the young guy get in. If he's going to be a, a headhunter, if you want to get two or three yards, run him. Like, I, I think this is a game right here when you know Pacheco's out and you're up by 27 to 10 at one point. Like, let him get a couple of looks to see what he can do. I mean, that at least for me, just to see what you can get in a guy like that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I know he's yeah. playing, you know, special teams, but, you know, if you're looking for that tough runner you're, and you're thinking, well, we can't run it, you know, the four-minute offense. Remember I was telling about the four-minute offense? If you're not thinking that that uh, CH is a guy, then put a guy in that's just, that is kind of like the, you know, the guy that will put his nose in and get you the tough yards. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the old Spencer Ware role. Yeah, exactly. Put your head down and get four. I don't just want you to four. break one. Just right. give me four, man. Give me a third and six. Hey, man, what we're trying to do is we're trying to run the clock out, right? That's what we're trying to eat at the clock at this moment. They're not coming out and empty and throw the football and get an interception for what they did. And all of a sudden, here they go, get a daggone touchdown for it. So we put we put our defense, the, the points they scored was because we put them in, in that position, gave them great field position to score. 
That's what the offense yeah. did. Oh, yeah. Great, great catch, yeah. though. One of the better catches I've seen from a player in a long time, uh, from from our team at least, uh, mm-hmm. from receiver, running back, like outside of Kelsey. Um, amazing, amazing catch on that. That was like a that was like a Moss type play, and that was that was great to see him do that. Great game in the air. Period. Four for sixty four off four targets, caught all four of them. Broke away that 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 uh, the one on the, down the sidelines. Um, broke a tackle on that play too. It wasn't just like wide open. It was wide open, but he also broke a tackle. Um, but yeah, I'm just my complaint as an overall as a player. It was just on the ground because again, take away that 20 yard rush, he runs for 12 for 17. That's like that's rough, man. That's a rough game. But he made it for it on the air. So as long as he's contributing in some form or fashion, um, that's why it's not like McKinnon came in and tore it up. McKinnon ran four for 11. So. Patriots have a good run defense. They have, I mean, they have they a good theory. We talked about this in the betting right. show. Right. They've been they've been like giving up like eight the last couple of games or like ten or whatever. So like they're they're a really really good defense. And we weren't that, we weren't very we were decent up front. We were decent up from O line. Uh, we gave some some sacks up which we shouldn't have. We got a lot of pressures. Like you said, they got a good D line up front, and they showed yeah. it. And they they handled uh, Trey. Trey was you know a couple of times he got. You know, bull rushed and got thrown to the side. Jawan Taylor toward the end. Uh, Wanya Morris on the outside. Same thing. You know, slow feet, uh, bad hands, uh, not anchoring like they should. Uh, and it showed. And so I think we we gave Patrick was under duress more times than we thought he was going to be in this game, and he shouldn't have been. Christian Barmore's a beast, man. The Alabama, yeah, yeah. cool man. Yeah. I I yeah. didn't you know that's the I didn't I didn't didn't realize your game. I, I didn't know your game till now. <laughs> type type moment for me. He was mm-hmm. – I, I haven't seen Trey Smith get thrown around like that in a game before, um, and he did that, and he had to get a sack in the game. Uh, he was he was in our backfield a lot, a lot. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. That's not, it's not good. So, uh, do so obviously, you know, we talk about some of the um, some of the mishaps we had on offense. Uh, the, obviously, the thing that's glaring, um, Kadarius Tony on the betting show, if you guys watched it, I thought he was going to have such a big game this week. Yeah, two catches, which he covered that bet, but he didn't cover his uh, over 14 or over 25 yards, which I had it at, but the regular line was 14 and a half. He had five yards. He had two drops. Uh, one, I don't think it was his fault, but the other one was the drop that turned into an interception. Um, I'm seeing people online and some people in the chat here saying at the time we talked about KT being benched. Honestly, I don't think you can't really bench him because he doesn't really get that many reps anyways. I'm watching the game and like he's coming in and it's like, he's not getting that many snaps. So it's like, we're going to bench him. Um, and then also talk about the mishaps to get the drops there. Then you got the, um, the fumble from sky Moore, And then you also have the, another repeat of a fumble with Rasheed rice. Luckily he, he got his fumble back. He got the he retained possession of the ball and a sky more than one didn't count. But JD, when you see things like that, what's, I mean, it's and obviously Pat's getting frustrated. You know, he's been Mr. Nice Guy for a while. We see him come back to the bench after the uh, uh Tony uh when, when the interception happened. Like, I don't know what he said, but they showed it. But he's really pissed off. It seems like he can't really trust anybody out there besides Rasheed Rice and, and Kelsey. It's becoming it's, 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 it's not those two guys, you know. He, he, I mean, it seems like he's reluctant to throw the ball in certain uh directions. What are you seeing? You know, I know, I know commentators make that all the time about trust and trust and trust. And I mean, at this point, he has no choice but to, you know, if guys open, throw the football to him. You got to trust him. You have to. It's frustrating when you see things happen when they are dropping the football or they are, you know, they are fumbling. Like Rasheed Rice got to hold on to the football, man. We, this is week in and week out. 
And I, and I said, this is, it, it's going to cost us because he's just a little loose with the football when he gets around in traffic. You know, same thing with Scott Moore, you know, got hit and dropped his. Patrick came straight over to him like, hey, man, you got to hold on to the football. You got to do that. Right. And so that was good for Patrick to come to him immediately, let him know, like, hey, you, we can't have you dropping the football anytime uh, during a game. You can't. Same thing, Kadarius Tony. And, and this is what got me. It, it wasn't even just the drops in itself. It sucked almost lined up all sides again. I know. And I'm so. sitting over here and I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, you didn't, oh my gosh. Like, you didn't try to correct this. To the point to saying, like, I gotta know I'm on sides. I have to. And you that matter of fact, when he came off, I think the referee said something like, Look, man, hey Andy, what do you want to do? He, he's almost on sides again. We give you the we give you the grace. You wanted the warning, we're giving you the warning right now. And Andy said something to him, and you could see Andy was still pissed off, like, man, what the hell? What's it gonna take? Yeah. What's it gonna What's take? Going on? And I'm I'm going crazy on on the I'm like, what is dude? Don't come on, Darius. Seriously, it, like there is no need for that. And then after that, then you know the 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 fumble or the drop pass, and it, it goes off, and that's what Patrick's like. Man, this this right here makes no sense whatsoever. It makes no sense. So I I just uh, that that's frustrating. It's frustrating in itself to watch, and I know how frustrating it is in the locker room. And so you could tell, like just like little things like that kind of affect like the overall you know feel and emotion of games like even kelsey i think kelsey said something to patrick like you know calm down like we we understand we know and i guess they gotta you know they gotta hype each other up like man look we just this is this is the pains we gotta go through we have to do that but man you just you hate to see things like that happen you know you you do um, so obviously we talk about the, the drops and the fumble, but, uh, let's talk about some, some of the good stuff. We talk about CEH being the bright spot and positive spot on offense, but how about that defense, man? I mean, for uh, that first half, Bailey Zappi, I mean, they were, they were kind of getting us on the, the crossing routes, JD, a lot of the underneath routes. They were kind of getting, having their way with that. Hunter Henry looked phenomenal in that first half of the game. What happened? We tightened up second half. They didn't do, they didn't do anything in that second half. I think, uh, there's at one point we had more points than they had yards in the second half of the game or something, something, some ridiculous stat they, the commentators mentioned. Um, but obviously defense has been our, um, our kind of our side of the ball this entire season and they continue to step up. Yes. It's the Patriots, but it was in Foxborough, not an easy place to play, but they play their asses off specifically the second half. JD, what, what stood out to you? Also got to say Derek Nadi, a guy that you and I have been, I don't know, kind of up and down on his entire career. He's yeah. looked, he looked phenomenal. Today. I think it might be his best day as a pro. That's just what, what I saw out there. What did you think about uh about the defense and uh, our guy Derek Naughty? Naughty came in, man. He had put some hands on the balls, and you know he was coming. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do when you got one on one. You know, Chris is getting double teamed. You know, you got to show up. You have to show up. So uh, hats off to him, man, uh, for coming in and, and and making some plays because that's what you had to do. You got to make sure your presence is felt. Uh, but defensively, second half, I think we just kind of tightened everything up, to be honest with you. Um, and so we 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 knew they'll try to exploit maybe what it may not be our strongest suit is covering the tight end, right? Our, our safeties and running against our linebackers. Hunter Henry's a very talented tight end, and Zappy knows that's the guy to go to. Uh, but I think we did a good job just kind of getting after the quarterback a little bit more. Uh, and actually, for my just for my four down, because at the first, very first of the, the when I was looking at it, we was running man. I'm like, 
well, shoot, our four got to hit home. We got to call some pressure. We weren't really getting any pressure. We were just we just wasn't. And so we had to generate some of that uh, just to get it on Zappy because we was running man to man and guys were getting open. So I think we did a much better job second half of just creating that pressure just from the four down. Tell your thoughts on the defense. Any any uh, defensive takeaways that you noticed uh, today? Four sacks, seven tackles for losses, six QB hits. Um, if a man he played a full season, we'd probably have three guys with double digit sacks this year. Uh, he's going to end up with four and a half after this game. I'm not sure Carl has had it. Would Carl Loftus have one? Uh, he got maybe a half one with uh, so he's, he's, a, he's a nine and a half if he had that. Uh, Chris Jones at seven and a half. I'm not sure if he had. I don't remember if he had one today. Um, he was getting held like uh, a yeah, he, he, yeah. So he was getting held like a. There was one play where, where it was when he like dapped up uh, Zappy, but they showed the replay of it. He's getting he's getting hooked, JD, by by both guys. Man, it was unreal. It's unreal. They're gonna do it every week. And, and if I was Chris, I would go to the refs like, listen, man, they are holding me every single play, every single play. You know, so yeah, it's 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 blatantly the way that they hold Chris. Is, I mean, it's blatant. It's blatant. So many you had one Jones and Carlotta's did not. Uh, that, well, one that, was close. that one that was close went to Naughty, I think. Naughty got that. Did it. And then okay, Trank right. and he gave him one, too, that he got there before everyone else. Yep. Um, okay. But still, I mean, he'll have four and a half. Dana at six and a half. Jones at seven and a half. Carlos at nine. I mean, yeah, we're going to have probably four guys. Or, you know, we would have four guys with definitely over like seven or eight. We're going to have three, maybe with a chance of ten if they have good games the rest of the way out. Um, just awesome. I, I – the first half, we gave up a little too much, especially to Hunter Henry. Hunter, Hunter Henry looked like Kelsey out there. Um, but we, tight, we t- tightened it up, man. Uh, Steve was all over it. Um, we were even saying when we were watching, we were like, okay, they're just doing like three-step drops and the quick passes every single time. Like, he's not looking downfield. Cross is reading this. I'm not sure if he went downfield. Did he even like do a typical like just throw it down there just to keep a defense honest? I don't remember him going downfield once. Uh, once. It was the uh, it was unathrown balls one Devontae Parker caught. Snee wasn't playing the bus. Mm, he wasn't playing, oh, he wasn't yeah. playing the ball, but that was it. That's it, though. If they can go back, I would I would have gone a little deeper just at least keep us honest because otherwise we're like, okay, well, we know what they're doing now, so we could just adjust and kill them on that. So, um, But, yeah, another stout uh, performance. If It really should have been 27-10, uh, but, you know, I'll take it. Um, special teams-wise, uh, I know we, we, we sometimes talk about special teams when it's kind of a glaring thing. Uh, Richie James, bright spot. I mean, he's looking great. They're giving, they're finally giving him alleys and lanes to kind of uh, to, to do some things on, on punt return. But one thing that stood out to me, JD, our uh, kick return coverage is kind of rough today. I mean, I know the, that they that weren't right out the gate. They call it back as of a holding or blocking the back or something. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of consistent that Jalen Rager was taken out of the end zone and he was getting past the twenty five. Like, whoa! I mean, that's what did you notice? I mean, I when you get the all twenty two view, but like, what did you notice on on kick return coverage? Yeah, I, just, I mean, to me, when I'm when I'm looking at guys on different levels, uh, it's telling me maybe even some guys might need to be giving up, getting around their blocks uh, to get down and cover in their lanes. Uh, it's probably the problem. And so when I was seeing it, I'm just like, he's getting way too many yards, way too many yards. And that me, it usually means that uh, somebody's not doing their job on the coverage. And so I don't know what it is. And, and, and to be honest with you, when you talk about lane assignment, it's all about discipline. You gotta be disciplined in your lane assignment, and and also too when you when you're talking about relationship to where the runner is, you gotta keep keep it on your inside because that's where all your help is. So I don't know 
what was going on. And then, like you said, all 22 would show you a little bit more, but you would, you would hope to see guys down there on the same level when they're not down on the same level. Then it's like, okay, who do you have in this position? that's doing this, that's doing the covering. So, but I do like Richie James when you were talking about him, man. And, and sometimes what he'll do is he'll create, he'll make guys miss. That's what I love about him. Cause he, he's making guys miss too, to get a couple of extra yards. And it doesn't seem like he's, you know, just kind of like loose with the football either, you know? So, I like it because you're just getting positive yards, man. We just wasn't having that. We didn't have that guy <laughs> first of the season, you know. Yeah, we tried to give it to uh, uh, McCole Harbin, and, and, and McCole's, you know, try to do too much. So, yeah. And James looks good on offense, too. I, I think he had that one catch, but I think we may start to see him a little bit more. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do as far as the personnel groupings, but, like, it seems like they haven't found a, 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 a certain group, and based on the way Pat was pissed off, we may see a little re- a shakeup of of the personnel groupings. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I I don't to what shaking up to who? <laughs> Who are we shaking it up to? I mean, Marcus, we got what we got now. So we've seen it. We 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 done is now the sample size is out the window. Okay, we done seen everybody that is in that room come in some form and fashion that's played. It's got significant amount of of, of plays. So now. The shakeup, it's all about now catching the football, P- pure and simple. That's all it is, getting open, you know, and Pat, holding on to the football. Hold on to the football, you know, getting open and finding those windows. And, you know, that one Pat threw behind Kadarius Tony was behind it. You know, yeah. that's all Pat. That's yeah. all Pat. So, man, they still trying to work these things out. I know it, 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 I know it's repetitive. We keep saying the same thing. They're working these things out. But, daggone, I mean, you know, Drops and things like that that you could on focus issues. Yeah, you can control the football, hold the football, catch a football, stand on side of the football. There's yes, yeah. Like that's that's the thing with me. It shouldn't even be close. And I'm sitting there going crazy. And I'm over here texting. uh, There's a whole group of us. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, why (laughs) even be close? Like, why even make it even a point to be there to question? That you're offside or you're not. Why even get the warning? Don't even get the warning, uh, KT. Don't even get it. Don't even get it. So things like that to me is like, come on now. We got to do better. We got to bring in Ertz. Yeah. yeah I, Are we desperate enough is the question. Well, I tell you what. Noah Gray caught that one, which was was beautiful. It's a good, beautiful job getting yeah. open. Um I don't know what Ertz would be able to give us. Yeah. That's the thing about it. I mean, like I said, he, he they talking about uh, Kelsey's getting slower. Ertz, I said, he done lost three or four different steps. Yeah. So he ain't going to stress the defense. You need a guy to stress the defense. We threw one deep one to Justin Watson. Justin couldn't get open. Like the dude was just running with Justin like he was trotting with him. <laughs> so I was like, this, this, this ain't going to be it. This can't be it. When I Part say bring on Ertz, I mean just one guy – one more guy that Mahomes doesn't cross his fingers with his left hand every time he throws the ball. Because I feel like when you're throwing to Sky Moore hasn't touched the field, he gets on there and he fumbles his first ball, which I want to ask you about. Like when the guys, he comes in, he's a pretty high draft pick and his stock just slowly just goes plummets. When you finally get on the field, you catch that ball, man. Like to, to fumble that ball for the first time you've touched the ball and like significantly in weeks, yeah. I mean, 
is his confidence just like shot? It must be just be shot, right? Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And the thing is, you know, because he's probably pressing not to drop the ball, do everything right. You know, he doesn't want to make a mistake, and when it comes on, it's just it's just amplified even more. And so, you don't want to. You try to pull a guy like that. You pull him back from the ledge and get him out of the tank. Like, hey man, and that's what Patrick came to him. Like, look man, we just need that ball. You yeah. can't drop that football. And so you're giving him confidence, but also, too, you're giving him constructive criticism while you're doing it. And so that's why I said I don't think it helps for Patrick to come in and dog cuss guys. Okay. He's been a guy that has been somewhat of uh, the big brother that's been kind of like the saving grace to be able to talk to, get things off their chest. And it's good that they ha- they could trust Pat in doing those things, right? So you don't want to be the guy like – you, you have all this confidence in Patrick Mahomes. The last thing you want to do is for him to cuss you out, right? Because now everybody else has been on you. Now if Patrick, your one friend on offense who has been, you know, keeping you up, is he's the one dog cussing you now, he's going to be in an even worse way. And Pat knows he needs, he needs these guys. Mm-hmm. He had no choice now, uh, Tasia. He's I know. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, man, we got what we got. That's all I can say, man. We got what we got. But I do like Richie James. I think Richie James is a solid guy that you can depend on. I think Pat knows that. I think the offense, you know, the, the offensive coaches know that too. That's why he's getting more playing time. Um, so I like to see him in the game more. I do. You know, we said this about Kadarius Tony, man, but man. Yeah, I thought they're gonna go, I thought they're gonna go to him the first play coming after that one. I thought they were going to go back to him. Like kind of what we did with Rice last week with a fumble. They didn't go right back to him. Yeah, they did. They did right back to the bench. Come <laughs> sit right beside me. That's what they came right back to If Let me ask you a question. If Sky Moore was like a fifth or sixth round pick, would he either be on the practice squad or just never seen the field the rest of the season? No. I, I think I think Sky, is a, he's a project. I think he's a guy that you had to develop. I think they see good things in, in – and Sky, they've seen it at the beginning of the season. And I think they see it in season in practice, and they don't understand why everything's not translating over to the game. I believe that's part of the problem. Okay. And I know they're figuring out, like, okay, look, we know we got to get him some some looks, you know, a couple of steps here and there, but we don't want we just don't want to do him in. That's the same thing with MVS. MVS caught one today. So they don't just want to do him in. They they gotta try to incorporate him some way into what they're doing offensively. Right. So even if he's getting five snaps or eight, you know, it's something. You just don't want to take all everything away from him. Especially if the guys that are in front of him that are getting the snaps are not getting the job done either. That's mm-hmm. the problem. That's the problem. That's so, the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, well, that's that's the we have nowhere to go uh, uh problem. Yeah, that's right. I wanna uh give a shout out to one of the guys who who we can trust and it's uh Rasheed Rice who broke the a rookie receiving record for the Chiefs after scoring his seventh touchdown of the season I mean Tasia you were on this guy back uh pre-draft coverage you loved what you saw from this kid coming out of SMU um you know a lot of people were kind of you know mixed bag on Rasheed Rice but I don't think there's a mixed bag on it anymore he's showing who he is and um he's legit yeah. I mean no, I think he had nine for 91 today What were his stat line, almost 100 yards. I think he's getting close. If he averages like 90 or 70 to 90 yards the next three games, I think he could get 1,000 yards for his rookie campaign, which would be fantastic. 
JD, what are you seeing more and more? We're talking about confidence. A guy whose confidence is growing each week. Obviously, we need to figure out the the fumble issue. Luckily, he didn't lose the fumble today. But like each week, he's getting more confident in the offense. He's never leaving the field. I, I think I barely see. I, I barely saw him off the field today. He was on there for pretty much most of the game, which should be the case. When he's not yeah. on there, there's an issue. But what did you think of um, his play today? And, and what have you seen kind of the growth um, from the last few weeks from Rashid? Uh, just you know, dependable. You know, and it's what I what I would love to see more is us pushing the ball down the field with him, as opposed to the flats, the slants, the you know wide receiver screens. But the thing is, it's positive yards. And so when you get positive yards with a guy like him, then you got to love what he's doing. And I love everything that they're doing with him right now. And I just want them to give him even more now, okay? Uh, especially if we're not getting that from the other guys to push the ball down the field. Uh, we've seen in the past that Pat has grown with throwing the back shoulder ball to him. I love to see even more of that. Uh, but she Rice, without a doubt, is our number one wide receiver. Uh, does a great job. My thing is, you know what I, I talked about. There's two things with him when I, I look at is is protecting the football and sustaining his blocks. I don't know. Did y'all see? Did y'all see the uh, the lack of blocking from uh, from Pickens? Up there, yep. You see that? Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy, and I, that's what I'm telling you. Like wide receivers, like it's it's a selfish attitude. The wide receivers are just not blocking for other guys. You're not getting the football. You're not gonna block. But then, buddy, you you don't need to be out here. Yeah. But I think Rasheed Rice give he gives his attempt. He's doing a good job. He just needs to learn how to sustain those blocks, sustain it, sustain it. And I think Marcus, what you were saying, keeping him in the game, is he's got to condition himself to stay in the game. Like, look. Hey, ain't no more go. You ain't no rookie no more. After like a certain amount of games, you are not a rookie. Yeah. That's the way it works. And so he had nine catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's shoot. That that's a hell of a day. That's a hell mm-hmm. of a day. Yeah. It's uh he's not playing his bowl games anymore, JD. <laughs> no, he's not. That's right. That's for sure. Ain't that SMU anymore. I don't want work like this. So yeah, you're Tasia, our, you're our guy now. Yeah, like you're you are you're, you're the guy now. Yeah, hey, congratulations. You made it, kid. You made with it. that, you know, mm-hmm. it's one thing if you were dropping one out of every, like, five targets. Okay, tough luck. You're a rookie. But now it's like, okay, you're a guy we're going to, what, seven to ten times a game the last, like, five weeks. Uh, he's either out-targeted or, like, tied for targets with Kelsey, I think, out of, like, four out of the last six weeks. So, I mean, you are, like, the number one receiver on this team. Awesome. Congratulations. But you know it's it's time to time to act like it every time you touch. You can't have a bad snap every like four snaps for you for uh, targets for every for you. Like you got to do it every single time. But you know what? Uh, um, bad play. He got it didn't end up working against us. Luckily, but dude, uh, seven hundred fifty four yards, seven touchdowns. Um, he's got a good shot at getting the thousand. Man, it's gonna that uh, that whole Andy Reid doesn't produce rookie receivers, well, I guess Rice is going to be the uh, the first one to do that then. So this is kind of unique here. So, Teja, you were big on Rice. J.D., you weren't you were not big on Rice, but you were just kind of questioned on how he would fit in Kansas City. I'm going to ask you both. So, Teja, are you, surpri- uh, are you surprised in the way he's kind of um, produced this year? And, J.D., what are, you, what are you most surprised about for the way he has produced based on what you were feeling pre-draft when he when, when, with his fit in this offense? Um, 
I'm not surprised. I'm going to say a little both, right? I'm not surprised in what he's done because we didn't replace Juju. He was a Juju replacement. So if you're going into the season saying we got Juju got this many targets, we said this, where are they going to go? We looked, we looked at the receivers before the season started. We were like, all right, we got this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. There's either going to be some bad years from these guys or one of these guys is going to blow up. He's going to have to because or we're going to have a bad year for receivers. A little bit of both. Um, Rice is blowing up, but it's been a bad year for everyone else. Um, what I'm surprised about is how much we needed him to ascend this quickly. Um, not fair to him to have to assume the number one receiver role on a team that already had a really, 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 really good offense. But we've, I mean, it's played out that way and he's stepped into it and he's turned into that guy that we need him to be. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm somewhat surprised. I'm surprised that, and, and it is kind of both, Tasia. I agree with you, uh, that he got thrusted into this position unknowingly because you were hoping that Kadarius Tony was going to be the guy and Rasheed Rice was going to be, you know, the guy that was going to come and reinforce what you had as far as offensively. Uh, but now he comes in and all of a sudden he's, he's doing a tremendous job catching the football and doing well. So I, I'm, I was just – um, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased to see that he's doing that, uh, him just taking on that role, because uh, nobody else stepped up. Okay. That, that was it. He was almost forced into it. Yeah, right. It's almost like you know, uh, the, you know, kids that, that raise their 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 young siblings. It's like, well, you know, my parents ain't home, so I'm being thrust in this position to almost raise the kids, right? And so that's what ended up happening with him. Uh, and so I, I, I do, I, I love that he's come and he's kind of adopted that role and he's embraced it and we're, and we're riding it. Uh, but that also shows that there's a lot of work that he needs to do. There's still a lot of stuff that he needs to get better at. Uh, and I could do, I, I do see that. Uh, but it is unfortunate because other guys just didn't step up that he's thrust into this role, yeah. but he's taking everything with a stride and he has surpassed what I thought he was going to do his rookie year. And let me put it that way. So it was it was good it was good it's good good pick for us. It's cliche, but when they say the perfect fit for them, he really was the perfect fit for us, and we're lucky we got him because, as they said, I, I watched a lot of the PFF um, going into it, a lot of PFF analysis on the, on the. There wasn't a lot of big guys. This draft was very very small guy heavy. A, yeah. a lot of you look at all of them. I mean, like uh, 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 Ninjigba, uh, Addison, um, 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 Tank Dell. Um, mm -hmm. most of them were like smaller guys, right? Quinn Johnston right. was one of the better big guys. Mm -hmm. We've seen he hasn't been what they've hoped him to be so far. Um, but then you look at Rice, and it was just like he was just a perfect fit for us. He played a great backyard football ball. He was good at finding soft zones. He was great at catching pretty much uncatchable balls. And he caught that, that, that low one. That was a tough catch. Good, that wasn't yeah. easy to catch. He tracked it, and, and they didn't touch the ground. Um, mm -hmm. I love that one where he kind of whipped his head around real fast to see wh where the guys were and, and it thought it was the perfect place for Pat to hit him, hit it. So, like, that's – he's just growing and learning by, by the week. It's just great to see him adjust and give him more. I know we all want to see him do more, too. I'd love to see him do more. But he's slowly taking it on. And good for the Chiefs for still giving him a lot of targets without overloading him too much on, on what else would they need. Because obviously they want to be like, all right, Maybe next year we're gonna give you a lot more deeper routes and, and bring them a little deeper into the, into your progression. But uh, you know, uh, route tree wasn't his like specialty, 
but they I remember all the reports that he had the uh, potential to to grow on that route tree a lot more. Okay. Well, that's that's the reason I think I, I was I was more adamant about bringing those guys like the Tank Dell in, the Dows, and all those smaller receivers because it fit more of what we did scheme wise. Mm-hmm. You know, we are a smaller wide receiver uh, offense. I mean, that's that's what we are, uh, and so like Tank Dell, those guys made sense to me a lot, a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, that's why I said like like finding him uh, because I just did I didn't see the quick twitch in him like I do see like those guys. Uh, but his explosiveness and his yards at the catch, man, is is was really impressive. He's, he's been a tank impressive. too. He's a tank. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's very good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he yeah. just plows into you. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny too because if you were to tell, not counting Ray, Ray Rice, not counting Rasheed Rice, if if you told like Veach and the staff how bad like KT and Sky Moore were performing, they probably would have gone for a tank tell in the uh, in the in the draft. Yeah. But they got yeah. rice. They got rice because they were expecting us to have our small guy between Sky or KT. They're like, okay, we got our small guy. We got our you know middle of the field Kelsey. We need that kind of a juju guy now. So and Ray Rice was like perfect for that. But Rasheed Rice, I said it again. God, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, not, just making sure you know. I'm a fantasy Baltimore fan. Okay, that's me just yeah. playing too much fantasy over the years and too many guys <laughs> being in my head. <laughs> But all right, guys. Well, that does it for us. So uh, tomorrow night, uh, JD and I will be on 7 p.m. Our live stream for our grade show, uh, breaking down this uh, this victory. That hopefully, you know, hopefully this can kind of keep us rolling into uh, next week. We play the Raiders on Christmas Day. So yeah. So uh, tomorrow night, JD will not be on at 7 p.m. Wednesday will be on Bleacher Report at noon for our midweek show. Um, and then yeah, Friday we'll have our, our betting show. And and yeah, we'll keep on rocking, guys. Uh, Great to have everybody uh, engaged in the comments, and uh, hopefully everyone can uh, we can roll this thing out and uh, continue on a little winning streak going into the playoffs. That's right. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. They did a good job calling the game too. It was a much better game, I think, offensively trying to call the game yeah. somewhere. That 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 creativeness down there in the in the, in the red zone. We didn't talk about that, but the first touchdown with Patrick Mahomes in the backfield in the three point stance. I mm-hmm. thought that was that was that was pretty. That clever. was cool. That was cool. It was. It was. And by the way, uh, watching other games um, on other TVs that we have. Uh, they're starting to call offsides a lot more on offense this week. Hey, listen, Who I knew? said this. Well, I, I said this, and, and I made this point on Twitter, uh, Tasia, and I, 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 I tagged RG3, and I said, what's going to end up happening? We're going to lose that warning. That's what's going to happen. They're going to call it every time now. From here on out, so there's no ambiguity. They're going to say, anytime we see it, we're going to call it, Okay. So congratulations. Uh, we've uh, made it where now the refs are on top of every little call and they're going to be calling nitpicky stuff for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're, right. you're, you're welcome, uh, rest of the NFL. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, what, what Was it worth it to see the Chiefs lose in a game to, for the rest of the league to have to suffer through this now? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, we'll see you everybody on uh, our channel tomorrow night, 7 p.m. for a Monday morning tight end with – our guy, Jason Dunn. Love you, fellas. Love you, fellas. Appreciate it, man. See y'all later. Fantastic. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.